0: Luke chapter 1, verses 26 to 38. The Amplified Bible. Now in the sixth month, of Elizabeth's pregnancy, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city in Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph, a descendant of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And coming to her, the angel said, Greetings, favored one. The Lord is with you but she was greatly perplexed at what he said, and kept carefully considering what kind of greeting this was. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Listen carefully. You will conceive in your womb and give birth to a son, and you shall name him Jesus. He will be great and eminent and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David and he will reign over the house of Jacob, Israel, forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Mary said to the angel, How will this be, since I am a virgin and have no intimacy with any man? Then the angel replied to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you, like a cloud. For that reason the holy, pure, sinless, child shall be called the Son of God. And listen, even your relative Elizabeth has also conceived a son in her old age and she who was called barren is now in her sixth month. For with God nothing, is or ever, shall be impossible. Then Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. And the angel left her. This is the word of God for you this day.
1: So when we meet Mary the mother of Jesus, she is this young Jewish woman, She's barely matured into being old enough to be married. And she's recently engaged. And at this time, the Jewish people lived in this state of spiritual darkness and silence. For hundreds of years, God had not spoken through His prophets. Now, there was instruction. The Jewish uh, leaders were instructing. The Pharisees, the priests, the lawmakers of the day. But some of the teachings were distorted. Some of the teachings from God's Word became distorted. Now the Jewish people were desperate for a Savior, and in their clouded thinking, they thought, well, he's got to come from a royal line, a family, a well-to-do family. Certainly the Messiah who's going to rescue us is going to come from a royal family, a well-to-do family. No one imagined a Nazarene woman like Mary from a lower class would be the mother of the Messiah, the promised Messiah that they've been waiting on. So why? Why Mary? Why did God choose Mary? What made her special? Why was she chosen to carry and raise up the light that would shine into the darkness of this world. When we read and hear about the story of the Virgin Mary, sometimes we get detached, there's a sense of detachment that might creep in. She has this unfathomable experience, this position of honor. We may forget, we may think of her very highly and we should, but we may forget that she was Human, like us, full of questions and doubts and fears and frailties. We forget that Mary, the mother of Jesus, was not always mother of Jesus. Mary, the mother of Jesus. And what we learn about Mary, we learn basically from her motherhood of Jesus. And in the Gospels, we have, besides the birth story, we hear of her. Off and on in Jesus' life, her story stretches long past just the motherhood of Jesus into life of men and women that we may be able to learn something all about her that we can relate with. Especially, the first thing I want to talk about is how Mary was very unprepared. She was not prepared when the angel showed up and said, "You are favored by God. You are going to have a son, the Savior of the world." And I thought, how unprepared we were last year when COVID first hit us, and even today, still there's parts of the world. Thank praise God, it's not as much here in our country anymore. But we hear of India that. They don't have enough supplies. These countries that don't have oxygen. We face that the hospitals being overrun. Think of, we couldn't find toilet paper or paper towels and cleaning supplies. There were food shortages. The churches closed. Public places shut down. Some still have not reopened. Restaurants closed. Jobs lost millions of children stuck at home due to the schools being closed they're all reminders of the pandemics swift coming into our lives and our utter lack of being prepared i I saw a couple quotes about being prepared we're kind of taught that being prepared helps you out in life The more prepared you are, the better off you're gonna be. Ben Franklin said, by failing to prepare, you're preparing to fail. Louis Pasteur said, fortune favors the prepared mind. And preparedness might play a significant role in our achievements. However, living through this thing that we call life, we all know that there's some troubles, there's some hardships, and some experiences in which even preparations cannot prepare us for. You know, if we had known, maybe we could have been better prepared, but I don't know. We were as prepared for COVID as Mary was to carry and raise the savior of the world. She was in no position for the circumstances that she found herself. And as we as we just read Mary was an unwed virgin from this small town city of low class people. She came from a poor family. they likely struggled just to make ends meet. And then Gabriel appears and tells her she is favored to bear the Messiah. Natural response would have been, just a second-guess to be troubled by this calling if we read the story as we just did and she hears that she's favored, the conversation would appear to take place in just a few moments but we know there's much left unsaid between the lines we have between the, the conversation there's more to the story maybe there was a long pause so Mary could gather her thoughts and try to understand maybe she was thinking thoughts like this what does this mean for my family and me no one's gonna accept an unwed mother my marriage is going to get called off how will I raise a child without a husband Why did God give the Savior to a woman knowing she's going to have to raise Him in shame? When we find ourselves unprepared for a a daunting task or a responsibility, insecurities are going to arise. Present and future potential outcomes are going to begin spinning. I know they happen in my imagination. And at that moment, Mary had two options, two basic options. She could either choose fear or she could choose faith. She could not choose both. She had to choose one or the other. There's some of us today maybe that might relate to feeling like, I don't have the answers. Like you're unprepared for what life is throwing at you. Maybe you're fearful of what lays ahead. You're in good company. The mother of the savior of the world found herself in that exact same place. In times of insecurity, our natural inclination is to just seek answers, to understand why. Why did this happen? Why is this happening? It's built into us. We want to know why. We need answers. And in this space of misaligned reality, we begin to imagine the unimaginable. Fear relishes in this unpreparedness and misdirects us to search for answers. It's where conspiratorial thinking, irrational outcomes and illogical solutions begin to think, we think normally of them. Unimaginable circumstances that draw us to believe unbelievable solutions because of unknowing. We're not sure what's going on. So we begin to think of these impossible and improbable solutions. I think certainly we can understand that Mary at that point was fearful and confused. Many of us have been there. Now, as Mary contemplated the, the angel's presence, I imagine her face said it all. For looking at her, Gabrielle responded, don't be afraid. If we slow this story down to real time, we can see him possibly reading Mary's response to just his presence of being there. The angel could not know exactly what Mary was thinking. What she was feeling, he only knew what he was witnessing by watching her, and what he saw before him was a young woman who was fearful at his very presence. And as they began to talk, and Gabriel explained why he was there, Mary could not escape the confusion around the physical how. How is all of this possible? Mary's not the first person in our Bibles to ask that question when God gives what appears to be an impossible calling to them. Others before her like Abraham and Moses and Gideon and many of the prophets, they all face the same question, how? Why? Yet Mary, at this moment, she made her decision. If she lingered in the how and the why, she didn't stay very long. Our scriptures tell us that she faced all the uncertainty. And she chose to live by faith and accept what God was offering to her. Mary was not going to let the fear reject what God was calling for her in her life. What God was offering to her. How many of us have had a, a story where we had to make a choice of to live by faith through something, something difficult? Can we look at this story of Mary and learn things to help guide us in our lives today? Mary chose to accept what was before her. The only truth that she understood is that God was with her. She partners with God in this incredible call by humbly submitting herself to God in His will for her life. The same is true for us today. If we want to see God use us, possibly to even do something incredible, we just have to remain humble and trust in God's faithfulness. In the next few verses, after the reading today, we, we hear that Mary goes to visit Elizabeth. Elizabeth, filled with the Holy Spirit, when she sees Mary, she declares Mary is highly favored. What does it mean for Mary to be favored, highly favored? What is it about this particular young woman? Now genealogies tell us that she was from the tribe of Judah, from David's line, so Mary fit perfectly her heritage. They had said that the Messiah would come from the line of King David. She was the right distant relative at the right time. However, Mary was more than just the right genealogical cousin at the right time. She was a woman. A woman whose heart could handle the joys and the sorrows of mothering the Savior of the world. She was a woman who God favored. When I looked up favored in the original Greek context, favored is derived from the word grace. See, Mary wasn't chosen because she was God's favorite out of all those Jewish women alive at the time. Nor was His favor given to her because of what she did, because of her merit. Like other men and women of the Bible that were called to live beyond their abilities, God's grace was extended to Mary. So she could faithfully carry and raise this fully human and fully God child, Jesus this grace, this favor, oh Mary, God's grace, would be her driving force and a source of strength for her. Because Mary was going to face many challenges as Jesus' mother. At times, life would be far from easy. If she had been able to see into the future, she might have chosen differently. For as Jesus' mother, Mary would flee from a murderer and become a refuge. She'd have to come to terms with Jesus growing up and never marrying, never having children. She'd be fearful for His life because of His teachings and His healings, therefore upsetting the the social, religious powers of the day she had to face the realization that she would outlive her child. She would witness her child suffer and die the most shameful death, the crucifixion. Yes, Mary was favored to be the birth mother of Jesus. He was to be her greatest joy, but also her greatest sorrow. Mary the favored was not favored for just that initial term of her pregnancy and raising Jesus. But she was given God's grace to withstand all that the future held for her as she followed Jesus growing and dying. The truth is that the grace of God is is on you today as well. You've been chosen by Him to help bring hope into a world that desperately needs it. We hear about the shootings, and disease, and illness, and death. The world needs the hope of Christ. You may not know what that means to you today. In fact, if you did know, you did know what God was calling, you could choose to say no to His invitation to trust Him. You may not feel prepared. That's okay. You may not feel qualified. That's okay. You know why? Because you are favored by God. All God is looking for is someone who's going to trust Him and humbly see themselves as a servant in the kingdom of God. We can learn so much from Mary and just based upon how she responded to what she knew and what she witnessed in her life. Jesus grew and began to assert his independence, I think of that 12-year-old who disappears for a few days and is teaching in the synagogue. Mary didn't resist him. Now imagine, if you will, as a child, your child grows into adolescence, she also had to consider what it meant to be the God's son, it's not only my son, it's God's son angel Gabriel showered her with God's grace Mary paid attention and listened closely to what the angel had to say when the angel came to Joseph and told him to flee Herod take refuge in Egypt Mary graciously humbled herself she left her homeland packed up the young child and became a refuge on foreign soil for the sake of her own Son, for the sake of God's Son. And as Jesus grew, she paid attention to how other people responded to Him and His wisdom. She leaned into what was happening around her. And when faced with the unknowns, Mary pressed into her faith. She paid attention. And yet her heart remained tender towards the circumstances going on all around her. She could have been angry and frustrated and offered up, why me? Or even, not even realized and noticing what God was doing around her. But instead throughout her life, Mary remained teachable and took notice. She contemplated what God was doing with her son and through her son. And she stored up these experiences and treasured them in her heart. She pondered on them and allowed them to infiltrate her, her mind and her soul. And as Jesus grew, she paid attention to his words and responses and how he understood the world around him. We have all that in here. We have the teachings and the stories of Jesus, the healings, so we can ponder and think upon them. Maybe the most important thing that Mary did Maybe it was just that she just believed. Her belief was the most incredible form of worship. Instead of looking for answers, Mary just chose to trust and obey. How often do we get sidetracked trying to figure out how and why something happened? Even in her greatest sorrow, when in doubt, she made the conscious decision to turn her heart forward and upward towards God. You know, Mary's response to life's unpreparedness and uncertainties is a testament for all of us here today. The past year has been hard, difficult, but it doesn't have to be hopeless. Maybe you've been blindsided, knocked off of your feet, and you're still left wondering, how am I going to overcome this? Whatever this is. Because of the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross. See, God's favor is not bestowed upon certain people at certain times. It's offered to everyone who believes. Freely given to those who just trust and obey God. We live through God's favor and experience it when we lean into what God's doing with us and in us. And we just hold on to Jesus Christ for support and guidance. See, withstanding is more than the utterance of I believe. You can believe and still fall greatly. You can believe and fail. But instead, Mary remained teachable. She took notice. You see, to withstand, we have to pay attention to what God's doing in and around us. We have to choose awareness and remain teachable, being able to learn if God wants to do something new in our lives. We have to flee from hardness and hate, and we must allow Christ to lead us through His love, His mercy, and His grace. Jesus tells us what this should look like. the Gospel of John, the 13th chapter. Verse 34 and 35 it says, Jesus said, I am giving you a new commandment, that you love one another, just as I have loved you, so you too are to love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you love and have unselfish concern for one another. Favor looks like God's grace through it all, only if we choose to live in in it and through it, just like Mary did. Mary was unprepared, yet she faithfully knew that God would be with her through her journey, through the rest of her life. May we all, when faced with struggles and decisions, choose to just faithfully move forward trusting in God. To continue the good work that He has already started in our lives. Faith in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior is the key to finding favor of God in our lives. It's that simple. Trust and have faith in Jesus Christ just as Mary did in God's faithfulness in her life. Amen.
0: As a response to God's word, let us recite the Lord's Prayer Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our tresses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom